0: Hi everybody, John Branning here welcoming you to the latest episode of my podcast This Week at the Trump Poems. The coronavirus outbreak certainly sucked up all the oxygen this week, Uh, perhaps literally. So four of this week's five Trump poems relate to that, and one has to do with a judge calling BS on a top Trump appointee. So let's get right into it, shall we? Donald Trump, Mike Pence, Secretary of Health and Human Services Azar, and other administration officials had a big powwow with several big pharma CEOs and, most notably, Dr. Anthony Fauci from the National Institutes of Health. Uh, He's a man with a sterling reputation in the medical community, was a leader in the fight against AIDS, has served, I think, six different presidents, and, along with Rush Limbaugh, is a recipient of the Presidential Medal of Freedom. And during this meeting, Trump did not seem to understand what was involved in testing a vaccine before administering it to potentially tens of millions of people. And so our Trump poem about this is called The Pharma in the Dell. I thought that we'd have a vaccine real soon, in a couple of months, perhaps even by June. I felt optimistic, but then I got grouchy when told that was incorrect by Dr. Fauci. The meeting I had with Big Pharma, enjoyable, right up to the point where they mentioned it deployable. I thought going in I knew what to expect here. Imagine my shock when they kept saying, next year. This testing requirement puts me off my game. My preference, as always, is ready, fire, aim. I said three to four months. Their answer, not quite. They insist, for some reason, to do it the right way. They don't understand what's at stake with this virus. In just a few months, my first term will expire, thus resolving this health crisis highest imperative. If this tanks the stock market, there goes my narrative. To pay for this effort, the window is fleeting. I'm holding back dollars first earmarked for heating. There's millions who risk death if we can't stop sneezing. So what if a few thousand folks die from freezing? I don't like the way that the Dems have mistreated me just cause I downplay the impact repeatedly. I'm not that concerned about who gets infected. My big worry here, will I be reelected? I seem not to hear what these CEOs say. It's clear a vaccine is still one year away. Yet I keep inquiring, when will it be finished? My mental cognition appears quite diminished. There's one thing no one in the room seemed to question, just what motivates my hand-washing obsession. The brunt of this virus? Unsure just what will it be? So I'll wash my hands of all responsibility. You've seen how fond Trump is of placing acting appointees in various positions so he can bypass congressional approval. And this week, a judge pushed back against the ascension of Ken Cuccinelli to the top immigration authority position in this administration, saying that the process that had put him there was illegal. And as a result, all the policies Cuccinelli enacted in that role, which he refuses to step back from, were null and void. So our Trump poem about this is called Lion of Succession. When Kevin McAleenan left his job as head of DHS, I pulled a real switcheroo, one clearly meant for all the ages. Had a special job created for a man named Cuccinelli. Such a brilliant strategy, I'm sure politicos were jelly. Cuccinelli as a man, the former AG of Virginia, never worked for DHS, but quickly found himself within the role of acting head now overseeing immigration policy. How then did he qualify for this? He shares my ideology. There are laws in place regarding plans for orderly succession. Here, a judge has ruled the way I handled this was a transgression. Second in command is who should fill an open vacancy, not someone who never spent a day within the agency. Now this ruling means that Cuccinelli's role has been upended. Policies he put in place to punish immigrants, suspended. When he got the word regarding how this district judge had ruled, he laughed and said he'd resubmit his push for immigration cruelty. Cuccinelli's stance, he feels the legal issues here are minor. When it comes to immigration, he's my number one hardliner. I like how he's handled this, refusing to accept the ruling. Just like him, I won't leave if I lose this false campaign. No fooling. Donald Trump spoke via phone one evening with his good buddy Sean Hannity, uh, continuing with a series of misstatements and outright lies about any number of topics. But the headline item was his hunch that the actual mortality rate from coronavirus was not the 3.4 percent currently determined by the World Health Organization. World Health Organization, which admittedly may go down as more cases are reported, but based on current data. That's where they stand, and they're the authorities. Uh, But Trump said it was well under 1%, based on that notable authority, Donald Trump. He also suggested it was okay for people to go to work who had just a mild version of the virus. So our Trump poem about this appearance is called Thrown Off the Percent. Now, this is just my hunch, since you know I'm no physician. But the death rate from this virus, which is pegged at 34 has been overstated highly. I would say my intuition is the numbers under one percent. All other claims, ignore. Disregard the easy cases where someone's asymptomatic, since there's many people who get better while at home they're sitting. They don't ever see a doctor, making counting problematic. I can see into the future to predict this. I'm not shitting. Pay no mind to all the experts, since there's no one with more insight I've got all the facts and figures right at hand, though just between us, I don't need them. In all history, there's no person who has been right more than me on any subject. I'm a very stable genius. If you've got a mild case, a little headache, or the sniffles, it's okay to go to work. Don't be concerned that this exposes all your office mates. This contradicts the statements by officials who say stay home, notwithstanding any lack of diagnosis. I'll say anything to underplay the impact of this crisis, make up numbers, put more pressure on the Fed, claim vaccines coming. I'll use sleight of hand and tap dancing and smoke screens to disguise this. The reality of how I've handled this so far? It's numbing. has a well-known aversion to germs and mentioned how, in light of the coronavirus outbreak, he hadn't touched his own face in weeks. Uh, However, based on some of his personal history, his issues with exposure to pathogens seems somewhat transactional. So our Trump poem about this is called Face Time Out. I haven't touched my face in weeks, in weeks. I sure do miss it. This virus means I won't shake hands. That action is now illicit. If keeping hands away from faces helps beat this disease, then the only thing I'll grab will be a lady's nether region. The doctors and the nurses say, don't shake hands, do a fist bump, or plant your lips where my Pence does, upon my often-kissed rump. I really would prefer if you'd avoid my mucous membranes. Don't sneeze in my direction, and upon me make your phlegm rain. You all know I'm a germaphobe, and really don't like touching, but... If you are a porn star or a centerfold, I'm clutching onto any jiggling part of yours, regardless if permitted. In lustful moments, I don't seem concerned with what's transmitted. As long as I have Tic Tacs and you are big-breasted, we just might do something nasty at the risk of STD. But God forbid you sniffle, or perhaps you have a cough, I'll banish you from sight and call our lustful hookup off. The experts say this virus is high risk, but I'll refute them, regardless of the risk that comes from dredging up some sputum. It's my job to dictate what our response is to this health scare. So, ladies, please, don't touch my face, but you can touch me elsewhere. (music) Donald Trump paid a visit to the CDC headquarters in Atlanta. The trip was on, then it was off, then it was on again to show off his extensive medical knowledge and his keen understanding of immunology and infectious diseases. And so our Trump poem about this visit is called A Fool with No Patients. I could have been a doctor with my natural ability. I even know mortality is different than morbidity. I really understand this stuff. The doctors are amazed by me. One more group of professionals by which I'm roundly praised, you see. Starve a fever feed a cold, and get a flu shot on a schedule. It's not rocket science, so I see no need to go to med school. How do I know so much? It's in my genes. My super genius uncle worked at MIT. Another word for abscess is carbuncle. Is this a virus or the flu? It's pretty clear nobody knows which. That's why I'm in charge, deciding what's the proper vaccine dosage. Someone said it's going to take a year before they can submit it. If it isn't ready in a couple months, I'll throw a shit fit. Coronavirus testing kits are perfect, like my phone call was. A quarantine keeps scum from coming in, just like my own wall does. The people on those cruise ships who are sick, they should remain at sea so we don't have to count them here. That's how it was explained to me. Every now and then I give consideration to an urge and think I'll give up politics to launch a practice as a surgeon bragging just how smart I am has long been part of my facade, doctors, just as I do, often tend to think that they are God. That wraps up this week's episode of the podcast. I didn't permit myself sufficient poetic license uh, this week to explore some other topics. Uh, Another judge all that called Attorney General William Barr a liar regarding the way Barr rolled out the Mueller report last year, uh, a big setback in the Remain in Mexico program, and the appointment of yet another new chief of staff, Mark Meadows from North Carolina, replacing uh, Mick Mulvaney. But I'm sure I'll have something to say about all of these topics next week, along with any other late-breaking developments. So thanks again for tuning in. Uh, you can follow along on the website TheTrumpPoems.com, the Facebook page of the same name, The Trump Poems, on Twitter via at The Trump Poems One, and remember to download your very own copy of my latest ebook on Amazon, Rhymes of Moral Turpitude, The Trump Poems Special Impeachment Edition. Let other folks know about the Trump Poems, and I hope to have you join me again next week, so take care.